up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest, so you love Ernest. Back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So let's get right into this first topic here. Um, I have a question for all the listeners out there, especially the uh, female listeners or women listeners or whatever you want to, female women, whatever term you, you, you deem is more respectable. <laughs> uh, I this question is for you all now. Obviously, anyone could you know anyone who has a valid answer, of course, can answer said question. But I really want to ask again the women out there who may be listening this question: If men created societal rules, then can men? change said societal rules as well isn't it up to us to change these societal rules that we have created why i'm asking this question is because um i've seen this critique or i've seen this comment let me put it this way it's a critique of when men try to pretty much ask a question as to why our emotions don't matter how come we're only valued for you know, the things that men are typically met, valued uh, for, especially in the, in the Western world. You know, we're only valued for, you know, the money we bring in, um, any type of material, you know, gang, any type of material thing that we can put, that we possess or that one can gain from us, um, you know, th- th- things of that nature. And... My question, I've asked this question before, I've never gotten an answer, <laughs> never really gotten an answer to it. So now I'm asking on the podcast and seeing if someone is willing to answer on a podcast. I'm also going to write about this on my blog just to see if someone is going to answer said question there. I'm not expecting any answers, just like, you know, when I asked this question before, because this is not a first time of me asking my question this question um this is not some new revelation of mine this has been something that's been on my mind for uh quite some time now and again just to reiterate the question is pretty simple if men created societal rules then can men change these said societal rules right i ask this question because of comments that i've seen on on social media whenever a man Ask the question again of why we're only being valued for the traditional man things, right? You know, providing money or providing some type of material uh, gain or possession for somebody else. You will see women always comment, well, y'all are the ones who created the rules, right? And once I saw a woman comment that, I... This, that was the first time I asked the question. Well, if we as men created the rules and now you have men today saying, I don't like this rule. Can we then change this rule? I got no response. So I'm asking here. If we're saying that we want to be vowed more for them, what we bring to the table as far as money as far as what 
we, you know, the, uh, a specific lifestyle this woman may want for herself or just people in our lives in general may want for themselves. Um, and therefore, it's up to us as men to work to obtain that so they can achieve these things, right? They can reap the benefits of our, off of our hard work. If we want to change that or at least change it so that we are valued more for what we who we are as individuals as men as people then we are you know as just a worker or just someone who could you know bring these bring i guess money in or whatever just for more for just seen as a dollar sign or a workhorse if we want to change that aspect aren't we allowed to do so since we are the ones who supposedly created the society that we live in the rules and, uh, and you know the way of living right now i can go on a whole tangent about how people will say that very comment about well y'all are the ones who create the rules but then straight away from their own traditional roles of what it, what these rules are you know, they've broken the rules themselves, but men aren't supposed to break the rule. You know, the rule that we created, we're not supposed to break it. But everybody else who didn't create this rule, apparently, can do whatever they want. They can break the rules. But the very people who created the rules aren't allowed to break the rules. This is, and this isn't even logic, but logical, but this is the thinking that these women had. You know, this is the type of thinking that they have. And that's why I posed the question. Because my stance is really this simple. If you're going to use that as an excuse as to why you shouldn't value men's uh, emotions or just men as individuals, as people. I, and I know there's other men out there who feel this way. We are going to change the rules. We're going to change the game. The new rules of this game called life now is that you can no longer just use us for money, for whatever thing, possession, other possessions you want from us. You're going to have to now value us as individuals, as human beings. And how I operate I can't I can't tell you how other men operate how I operate is I have no problem at all zero problems with providing financial stability for a woman or for anybody for that matter if they show that they actually value me as an individual and not just me as a financial crutch right as a financial safety net why? Because there's already literal literal programs in place that are financial safety nets for people. Whether you believe that they're they're they they're worth a damn or not, that's that's on you. But to use a man for that when you can use whatever system that's already in place for that, it's not the right decision. But I, I take it, and again, I, I ask this question and I've got no response. And I take it that the response that th- something similar to a response 
to that that I've seen because I've seen other people ask this question as well. I've seen other men ask this question in their own way, um, whether they got the idea from me or they just was thinking the same way that I do. I didn't. I can't really. I used to take stuff like that person. Uh, kind of a side note. I used to take stuff like that personally. Like, oh, somebody else is, you know, stealing from me. They stealing my ideas. At this point in time, I just want the ideas to be put out there. Whether I'm known for them or not, it is what it is. Now, can people articulate them the way that I can? It really just depends. If they can do it better, cool. If they can articulate, if they can't articulate them the way that I can, then I, yeah, I'm going to come and say, okay, I have this same exact question. And here's what I mean when I ask that question. But back onto the topic at hand, I've seen men ask this question in a way, in their own way, or just verbatim, and they've gotten responses, um, or somewhat of a response, let me put it that way, because you know how these women act when they don't want to respond, when they know they're wrong, or they don't want to respond to something, they dance around something, they dance and deflect and all that stuff, right? Some of them even get to name-calling. Or they just do what they usually do with me. They just ignore it and act like they did not see the response or did not hear the question, you know? Um, you know, I'm not begging for a response, but when questions are asked, they are typically asked because one wants an answer, one wants a response. Um, but some of the half-assed answers that I've seen was pretty much pretty much no. No, you don't get to change the rule, even though you created the rule in the first place. That That is hurting you, right? You don't get to change it. So, for any woman who might be saying no, my question to you is then why? Why can't men change the rule that we created, right? And we've decided, I no longer like this rule. It doesn't benefit me the way that I thought it did when I created this rule, right? It actually benefits you all more and it, and it hurts us. Now, I'm not saying that when I say we, we should be able to change rules, I'm not arguing that men should now come up with more uh, ways to oppress women or to take away decision making from women and to the rules that benefit us or, or roles or rules, whatever you want to say, uh, to benefit us. I think that we, because it starts at home at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, women, the women in our lives should value us for human, the human beings that we are, but it starts at home, man. If we don't start to look at us as human beings, if we only value our own personal self-esteem, if that only comes from how much money we make, if that only comes from how much women we can attract because of the money we make, because of our social status, because of what other monetary gains these people can get from us, if that is the sole um, sole provider of our self-esteem, we can't get upset at women. We can't get upset at anybody for saying, hey, 
This is how you value yourself, and this is how I'm going to value you. It all starts at home. But for the fellas out there who understand that it starts at home and are saying, listen, I'm valuing myself for more than the money I make, the money, the, the, the monetary things or the, the uh, material things that you can gain from me, the material things that I have, I know that I'm much more valuable of a human being than that. And I would like for you to do the same for myself, for yourself, but for me as well. I would like for you to view me the same way that I would like to view, that I view myself more than just a material handler or material uh, giver, right? And then the woman says no, but not give a reason as to why. I think the, I think it's obvious that these women who say this, and I want to make it clear, I'm not talking about all women here. I'm talking about this very women who have made this stupid comment of, well, y'all are the ones who created the rules, right? And the very women who know for a fact that they don't really find the difference, you know, the different, uh, um, it's not stereotypes, the word just escaped me. Um, I'm going to use the word benefits from now, but, um, like it's, it's, they don't really, they're not really mad at the, the benefit, double standards. That's the word I was looking for. You can tell these women clearly aren't really as upset about double standards between men and women as they would put off, uh, as they like to put off, you know, that's something I've noticed, (laughs) since I was like a preteen, you know, there's been a lot of double standards that, you know, the girls my age and my peer group growing up and who are grown women now in their thirties, just like me, um, who hopefully don't think the same way that they did when we were 12, 13 years old and older, um, in our teen years or so, uh, but still, um, double standards amongst a lot of the women, it's deemed as a bad thing, but in actuality, they like the fact that there's a double standard between men and women in regards to, uh, you know, who is putting in the work, who, who is expected to work more, who is expected to, you know, do less or do more in contributing to uh, whatever there is to gain from said work. Men are expected to do more in order for us to get more. Women are not. And there are women who will say that they they oppose that, but they really don't oppose that. I'm not here to argue that, you know, men should, should, you know, the role should be reversed, that women now have to do more in order for them to get the thing. Well, no, I'm not asking for a reversal of the roles. I do believe women need to do more, but I'm not asking men to do less. Men still need to, men as men, and as a man, I don't feel like I've earned something unless I've I've worked for it. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I deserve something unless I've worked for it. But... Don't get it twisted. 
my value as a man, as a human being, is far greater than any type of money I can make for, you know, or any type of money I can bring into a household. Any type of material thing that I can I can bring into a household or into a relationship. It's far greater than that. And that's what, what really us men are saying is that we just want to be treated like human beings. Not like your personal walking, talking, breathing ATM that you can go to whenever you want to make a withdrawal. And it's an ATM that you only make withdrawals from. You don't deposit anything into. You just make withdrawals from this thing, right? And you have an unlimited overdraft uh, fee because you don't have to worry about paying an overdraft fee. We do. We're not only the ATM, but we're the workhorse. Yeah, nah. That's what we're saying, basically. We're not saying we don't want to be providers. We're not saying that we don't take pride in it. Notice when I, moments ago, I said, if all of a man's pride comes from that, that's an issue. I didn't say if you're, if, if, period. I said, if all of your pride as a man comes from this aspect of how much money you make, that's a problem. Or how much you can get your woman or the people in your life with your hard work. If that's all of your self-esteem is determined by that, I think that's a problem. Because now, it's not self-esteem is supposed to come, again, from self. I've said this before. When you're working, when you're providing for other people, this is selfless acts. So, if your self-esteem is coming from doing these things for other people ultimately it's up to them to determine how you feel about yourself and then it no longer becomes self-esteem at that point it becomes you trying to make other people happy it becomes people pleasing and what we all know people pleasing and self-esteem those two things don't really mix well Now, I understand, like I said, we we are not arguing that, I can't say, I'm saying we as in me, right? Hopefully other men feel this way, but I'm not arguing that we need to split bills 50-50. If I'm making more money than my woman, right? And I mean astronomically more. It, It doesn't have to be astronomically. It could be, hell, it can be like, an extra $500 more than my woman, right? If I'm making 500, anywhere between 500 to 1,000, but especially if it's astronomically more money. Like if I'm making 500 a year and she's only making 30,000 a year. I can, <laughs> let's be serious, fellas. You can, you can, and I've heard men, I've heard men on podcasts, but I've heard men say, I don't care if I'm making a million a year and she's only making 2000 a month, right? I don't want to split, no, no, or they say I don't want, they, they do want to split 50-50. Now, ladies, if that's the type of man you want, that's not, that's not me, but I'd say have a conversation with those guys or you can steer clear from those guys. 
But whether I make thirty thousand a year, fifty thousand a year, seventy-five thousand a year, one hundred thousand a year, or five hundred thousand a year, or a million a year, I would like to be looked at as a human being. I would like to be valued as a human being. Again, not a cash cow, not your personal ATM where you just make withdrawals from. Not a workhorse neither. Somebody with emotions, somebody who just as much as you want to be treated as a human being, not a slab of meat or a sex toy. Somebody with emotions as well. That's really what we're asking. And that's really what we're saying when we say, when we ask the questions of how come men are only viewed this way. And again, I pose the question here for anyone who wants to ask. If we created that rule, if your answer is going to be, well, y'all the ones who create the rule, well, then we're going to change it. If your response is no, you can't change it. I'm just going to be frankly frank with you. I don't give a fuck how you feel, bitch. Because all this, all, all the time, it's been fuck men's feelings, right? And a part, part of that is our, our, our fault. But now we're saying, nah, we're changing the game, right? If the creator of Monopoly just rose from the dead, right? And was like, who created Monopoly? Hasbro? Whoever Hasbro is. If Hasbro rose from the dead, right? And was like, I'm changing the rules of this game now. You have two choices. If you were going to participate, if you're still going to play Monopoly, whether you like their new changes or not, you're going to have to abide by the new new rules. Or don't be a participant. Don't play the game. If this is if this is going to be the game of life, right? That you're playing and men who created these rules to you all's words, right? We created these rules, right? So if we created these rules and now 2023 2022, 2021, 2020, 20, modern day men are now saying, well, we want to change the rules. So the same, the same, uh, the same thing applies. You, you, whether you like the rules or not, if you want to play, you got to abide by the rules. The new rules are now you have to value men for, for, for being human beings, not just for their money. You have to value our emotions as well. Now, a man's happiness is not 100% predicated on a woman's happiness. Now you got to abide by these new rules. If you don't want to abide by these new rules, then do not participate. Meaning, don't get in a relationship with a modern man. Don't play this game. If you are going to be a, particip- a participant, you're going to have to abide by the new rules. Now, I'm just one one man. I can only, the only way I can en- enact change is by either talking about it as I'm doing here, but actually being about it off the podcast as well. 
And that's what I've been doing, you know? I'm not in a relationship now. But rest assured, the next relationship I get into, I'm going to make sure that I am valued for more than what monetary gain this woman can gain from me. How much money I make. And damn sure, yes, I'm going to be a man that's not just going to get all of his self-esteem based off of how much money that I make. And I'm damn sure not going to get my supposed self-esteem from how many other people am I pleasing. That can be a part of your your self-image, your self-esteem. But that can't be all of it because the bulk of your self-esteem, if not all of it, has to um, once again come from yourself. So that's my thoughts on the whole situation here. We'll get into some commercial breaks. I'm getting a call. I might ignore this call. But (laughs) we'll get into a commercial break and then we'll get on to the rest of the episode. Stay tuned. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This next topic here is one of the dumbest topics I've ever talked about on the podcast, but I got to, um, only because this is, again, something, I guess it's a question for women out there, um, and I mean cisgendered women. Right? Are you not offended when you see videos? And I was going to make, I, I still might make a YouTube, well, not even a YouTube, a Rumble video um, about this. I just have to find clips. I found, I saw a couple clips. Um, I just have to see if I could cut it up into a video form. But, you know, um, aren't you offended when you see videos? on TikTok, or just in general, of trans women um, pretending to be having period pains, pretending to be having period pains, right? Or going to their local CVS or Walgreens or drugstore or whatever and buying tampons and then showing you a woman who has on the outside and inside been a woman uh, uh, you know, living a life of a woman all of your life, but showing you how to use a tampon. Now, maybe there might be some women out there that never got taught how to use a tampon, just like how there's men out there who never been taught how to change a tire, tie a tie, you know, doing manly things, you know? So I understand maybe there are women out there that's, that saw videos and was like, I don't care if, if, if you know, it was a, a damn gorilla on TikTok showing me how to use a tampon. I need to know how to use a tampon, so I'm grateful. There might be women like that out there. And that's that's them. Um, but for the women who 
do know how to use a tampon. I, and I'm not a woman, but if I were to put myself in a woman's shoes, a woman's tiny ass shoe, (laughs) you know, um, I would honestly feel some type of way. I'd feel offended, but I would feel some type of way. I don't know if the feeling would be offended, probably would, to be honest with you. Um, but I would feel some type of way, nonetheless, if a transgendered woman was on TikTok pretending to be having period pains, right? Let's get the, get the tampon situation out of here, you know? I, would, I brought that up just to bring it up because obviously periods and tampons go together like period blood and tampons. But I would still feel offended because... To me, it's you're relegating womanhood to periods, right? You're relegating womanhood to period pain. And to me, it's counterproductive of a transgendered woman to argue that simply because you are a woman and you have periods does not make you, does, and I don't have periods as a transgendered woman, if I'm a transgendered woman. That does not mean that I'm any less of a woman than you or you're, you're any more of a woman than I am, right? So if that is the argument, because trans women have made that argument, if that is an argument you all have made in the past, why are you then going on TikTok and acting like you're having a period? Another thing is, women, if anybody has actually actually been around women, <laughs> you would know that every woman is different on their period. Every, not every woman acts the same. Not every woman reacts the same. Yes, there might be pain for some women. There might be pain for others. The pain might be less for some. It might, be, it might not be for others, right? But there's always, there's similar things like the pain, the bleeding, of course, um, and, you know, the food cravings, possibly the weight gain. These are things that are synonymous when it comes to women on their periods. But there's always one or two things that make everything different, right? Every woman in a situation different. So for these women, these trans women to get on these TikTok videos, and I know it's, you know, some people are going to be like, well, they're joking around, they're, they're this, they're that, they're, I don't get the joke. If that's the case, that's number one. Number two, I don't think that a lot of these women are actually joking around who do this. Now, I want to make it clear that you know, the, the weirdos you see on TikTok or just on the internet in general are not the vast majority of the community of, of the trans community. You know, if again, just like if you've ever even been around a woman who was on their period, if you've ever actually been around a trans woman in general, you would know that they don't act like the weirdos that you see on TikTok. You would know that they don't even agree or even think like the weirdos on TikTok. You know, it's all about getting outside of the internet and go touching some grass and go meeting actual people. But 
I still do think that, like I said, even though this is the dumbest topic I've ever discussed on this podcast, I still do think that it should be brought up because I really want to ask a question to the women again. How do you feel about this? Are you not offended? Now, I know there are women out there who are actually vocally offended by this. Okay. You feel however you want to feel, and I val- and I and I feel your feelings are valid, right? So I validate your feelings. But to the women who were also who are on the bandwagon of you cannot critique someone of the LGBT community, or you cannot say anything disparaging, or everything that you say that isn't all you know 100% praise is automatically deemed as a disparaging comment toward a member of that community. I've made comments like this before. You all uh, are going to be all inclusive to the point where you start to erase yourself, right? Ladies, is that what you want to do? Do you want to be so damn inclusive to the point where you just get yourself out of existence? Now, that's not going to happen. People can get on their old tirades about what they believe is going to happen, conspiracy theories. But that's simply just not going to happen because, one, there's a, a lot of, there's far more women than there are trans women and than there are men. That's number one. And number two, um, there's far more women who are willing to push back. And I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm willing to bet that there's going to be women who are literally going to be able to, who are willing to fight if they have to. And I don't just mean with words, I mean with their fist, with their guns, whatever weapons they have, they are, they are willing to fight to make sure that they're not erased from society and good on them because I'd be fighting as alongside with them. Now for anybody you might be if this is your first time listening to the podcast don't get don't don't listen to this thinking that you're listening to a transphobic person or a person who's against that lifestyle if you are familiar with the podcast you would know that I'm far from a transphobic individual right and far from someone who is against said lifestyle but I'm all about fairness I'm all about respect at the end of the day as well. And I don't think it's fair that these women can get on TikTok or wherever and pretty much relegate women to just being a period or just having a period. And I don't think that is how you truly respect women. I think it's disrespectful. And I'm just a man. Hence why the title of this uh, topic here is a man's perspective on trans women's period. Because this is just my perspective on it. I'm just a man. This is one of those situations where I wish I had guests to talk. Nobody, when guests want to come on here, because I still get messages all the time of people wanting to come on to the podcast, but they don't want to talk about the things I want to talk about. And that's one of the reasons why I stopped doing the interviews or having guests on because people would listen, know what the podcast is about, 
know the type of topics I talk about, but don't want to come on and share their piece on the topic. They want to talk about whatever they want to talk about because I in somewhat make it a variety show to the point where, yeah, I can talk about things that I want to discuss, but if someone wanted to come on here and discuss what whatever they want to discuss, they get a whole show to do so. They get a whole hour or however long they want to do it. You know? Now, I'm not saying I'm going to sweat straight away from that. And I'm not trying to force people to get on and, 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 and uh, talk about the things and share their thoughts. Some people aren't as, you know, they're comfortable saying it to me. But they're not comfortable saying it because this is a global podcast baby they're not they're not they're not comfortable with their voice their opinion being out there for the world to hear and i understand that but this is definitely one of them times where i wish there was somebody who was brave enough to say hey i'm gonna speak my piece on this especially women within these first two topics here all these topics here really uh you'll hear with the last topic but I'm again gonna ask women a question or at least I want a woman's perspective on what I have to say about the topic but this here just to put it just to put it plain you know simple and lightly I get well not lightly but just to put it out there if I was a woman and I seen these videos, I would feel away. Like I said, I'd be offended. If if I wasn't offended, I would still feel away. Because to me, you're relegating me to just a period. Um, you're also making it seem as though that we're all the same. We're all a monolith. And we all act this way and react this way when we're on our periods. And it, the irony of it, of these trans women who are doing so, is when we were boys growing up, right? Not all of us, because some of us was respectable boys, you know? But to the non-respectable boys out there, um, I'm going to still say we, but we does not mean me. But when we were growing up and we, we were learning about the female anatomy and we learned that they went through periods and we saw whether we saw how our sisters act acted when they were going through their uh you know uh periods or some other you know young woman that was close to our peer group or so in our life um all you saw was dudes, not dudes, but boys react the same way that these trans women are acting in these videos. Clutching their stomach. Oh, my pain. I'm hurting. I'm, ooh, ah, ooh. Boys would do that to make fun of the girls. And yet you have these trans women who want to be seen as women doing the same exact thing. That they probably did when they were a fucking 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old boy. Or living the life on the outside appearance of a 14 year old boy. 
I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you can't go around disrespecting people and ooh and then ah and then ooh on videos and then and then again, as I mentioned moments ago, y'all was saying that simply having a period doesn't make you a woman, but now you're trying to prove that you're a woman by pretending to have a period? Make it make sense. Does a period make a woman a woman or not? Because you said it doesn't, but you're on video. Ooh, ah, ooh, my stomach, my cramp, ooh. Oh my God, it's so hard to be a woman, ooh. That's what you're doing. Come on now. Come on. It's stupid. That's why I said the dumbest topic I've ever discussed on this podcast. But at least I brought some intelligence to it. Now, before I go, I just want to mention, this is not the majority of trans women. They don't act this way. They don't believe this way. They understand the difference between a cisgendered woman and themselves. They understand the differences. Hell, I don't even think they want to even have periods. They're probably like, one of the great things about being a trans woman is to not experience that. Because it looks painful. I got to bleed out once a month for a week or so? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. That, that's that's probably the mindset they, they they have. I can't, you know, again, if I had one on the show that was brave enough to come on and share their thoughts on it. But that's pretty much what I got to say about the situation. We'll get into one more quick break and then we'll get into the last topic. Stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh. A dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word my two cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show.
right, last topic, and I am giving my or a man's perspective again on just this idea of what I've seen being called BBL culture. So, um, BBL culture, uh, before I even get into it, if you're listening, you're like, what's a BBL? It's a Brazilian butt lift. It's pretty much a surgery that can be done legally or illegally, um, depending on if the individual, how the individual gets it done, what they get put inside of their butt, pretty much. Um, I guess the more legal slash safer route is what how it's done is when fat from a certain body part, typically the stomach, is taken away and then injected into the buttocks of the individual who is getting said surgery. But with all legal safe procedures it's expensive so people tend to go the cheaper less expensive but more dangerous route Um, not to say that the safest routes to these surgeries don't have any dangerous um, side effects or just dangers no dangers that can happen that can this can happen with all surgeries you know Um, but the more dangerous it's it's a lot more dangerous to put silicone and concrete in your butt or fits a flat in your flat butt than it is to just take the fat from your stomach and put it in your butt or you know the fat from your thighs and put it in your butt you know um i'm no medical doctor but i'm assuming that it's more dangerous to take chemicals and things that aren't supposed to be inside of the human body and then place them inside of the human body (laughs) you know it's more dangerous to do that than to take something like fat which can be found in a human body which is a part of the human body it is dangerous if you have too much of it in certain areas of course and too much of it in general but it is something that the human body can at least sustain and take that fact and then put it elsewhere in a human body. I'm just guessing. This is my uneducated, unmedical, educated guess on what is more dangerous. But we're here. We're here in a lot of the BBLs that we find. Even if they are done in different countries, um, their medical staffing in the country it's not as advanced as it would be here in America or even in countries that seem to have perfected a Brazilian butt lift like in Brazil, right? Um, you know, um, it's it's not it's 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 dangerous um, and it's cheaper, but it's cheaper for a reason. And there's a ri- there's risks that come with it. Um, now I'm an ass man. I like a nice fat ass. You know what I'm saying? But do I like it to the point where I'm sexualizing and fetishizing it and to the point where, you know, if a woman were to approach me and she doesn't have a fat ass, then it's like, ugh, get out of my face, harlot. No, 
Nah, <laughs> it ain't gonna be like that, you know, because at the end of the day, as I was saying in the first topic here, I want to value a woman for who she is as an individual, and I would want her to do the same for me. So with that being said, um, yeah, that's how I'd view the thing. It's like, it, it'd be great if she had came with some hips, some lips, you know, a butt and all that, some breasts and all that. But if it's not, if it's not as voluptuous as I like them to be, it's not the end of the world. But you will have women out there who say, well, we're not doing it for you anyways. We're not doing it for you. We're not doing it for any other man. Okay. That was the argument that these women have stated. But when the surgeries go botched, when we see ugly ass, uh, like we do see ugly ass uh, BBLs, whether that be online and in person, and I've seen both, it look horrendous. Um, then these same women, especially if they are one who got a BBL, and something has gone wrong because that was pretty much the high risk that they took. Now it's all of a sudden the men's fault. So I asked the question. <laughs> what were you doing it or who were you doing it for in the first place? If you said you were doing it for yourself, you weren't doing it for men. You weren't doing it for me. You weren't doing it for any other man out there. I... So how's it my fault? How's it any other man's fault in the, in, the, in the first place that your BBL has fucked you up to the point where that shit that you got put in your ass is now seeping into your bloodstream and you're going to die in six months? Six years, six months to six years. Or it's messed you up so bad that you have strokes from time to time. You never used to have strokes before you got your BBL. Now you have a stroke from time to time. Because of this chemical is having a, is, is doing something to your body. That you was once good. You was once good. You know? Maybe you, you get some injections, some other injections in your body. Not necessarily injections in your butt, but injections maybe in your arm. Because of, you know trying to avoid some type of plague out there who's to say that whether you trust these injections or not who's to say that they mesh well with the chemicals you now put in your body you you put in your body you know now this is not meant to be uh me bashing people or bashing whatever people for their decisions whatever this they did they decide to do with their bodies. But I I ask the question again, how is it men's fault if you once again weren't doing this for men? I've seen one response be, well, since you all created this beauty standard of what a woman what what a woman should look like, women are thriving to live up to said standard but it's not for men so you're thriving to live up to a beauty standard that you say was set by men yet you're not getting this surgery to impress men 
And even if women were to come out and say, yeah, I did this for a man, I have a lot more respect for the women who do so, who say so, let me put it that way, not do so. Because at the end of the day, women, just like I was telling men, just like I was telling myself as a man, I'm going to tell you, your self-esteem needs to come from from yourself, right? I believe that you were built beautifully. You know, if you want to make changes to your body, you have every right to do so. But I would prefer you make the safer changes. You can go going to the gym. Yes, that's associated with losing weight, but you can gain weight at the gym as well. Gain, gaining muscle is gaining weight. Muscle weight weighs more than uh, fat. Bet you didn't know that, but yeah, that's the truth. You can also go through a bulking phase where you pretty much increase your caloric intake and you go to the gym and lift weights. (laughs) Increasing your caloric intake pretty much means eating more calories than you do per day, right? But you're not doing it to, to just... You're doing it to gain weight, but you're also doing it to gain muscle and gain weight as well. That can result in you getting the voluptuous body that you want. Because from what I noticed, and again, this is just me taking the knowledge that I know from nutrition and fitness to the type of women I see. Eh. But no, from what I noticed is the women who... A lot of women, they do this with the intent of losing weight, but they don't understand they're actually doing the opposite. A lot of women will end up getting a voluptuous body, and that wasn't their intent. Their intent was to go to the gym to lose weight. But they go to the gym, they lift weights, they're getting bigger because they're getting muscle mass and stuff and again muscle is fat but it's a healthier fat they're getting muscle mass but they're also eating whatever they want you know so in that department they're not really being um they're not really being their willpower is not really there they're still eating whatever they want they might say well i cut down on it yeah they cut probably 500 calories of what they traditionally eat but going from Going from 20,000 calories a day and eating what you eat to 1,500 calories a day and then going to the gym and and uh, still lifting weights, you're going to see, yeah, you're going you're gonna to lose, you're not going to lose as much weight as a woman who, or somebody in general who just cut their calories and cut the way that they eat. You know, and cut how and change how they're doing their workouts because it's not people on a treadmill gaining, you know, who are doing cardio or just if you're, you know, I'm straying away from the topic at hand and it's already been 11 minutes in. I don't want to restart. The point is. 
BBL culture started because you had a bunch of insecure women who, for whatever reasons, weren't satisfied with their butts or their bodies, right? So then they decided to get the surgery. Let's not lie. Let's not act like, yo, this was just a a self, you know, a, a, a thing where a bunch of women decided that they wanted to do these things women, men, or whatever, because there's men out here with BBLs too, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> a bunch of women, especially, who 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 got into some because they wanted to impress men. And uh, this is not me saying, ha ha, y'all, y'all can't live without us, ha ha, your self-esteem is predicated on a man. This is me saying, be honest with yourself with why you make the decisions that you make deflecting from it is not and then blaming the men for something that you said you wasn't doing for a man or men in general it doesn't make you look smart and I just wish more women would realize how ridiculous that they look when they make hypocritical arguments all the time you can't say you're not doing something for the gaze of the opposite sex and then blame the opposite sex for when you do something and it goes wrong even if you do admit that you did do it for men and it still goes wrong lady ladies at the end of the day, it was your decision. Because just as much as I'm a man who says, yeah, of course I find certain body types attractive, but is that the end all be all? No. If y'all were to look at all the women I've dated, you will see all types of body types. The one commonality that you would see in all of our majority of them was they were black women. That's, you know, that's the common thing you would see. You know, aside from the one Latina, the one Indian woman. 98% of them were black women, you know, and they weren't half black neither. They 98% of them were all 100% black women. But body type wise, yeah, you're going to see few with similar body types. But you're going to see skinny ones. You're going to see thicker ones. You're going to see what one would call fat. With that being said, it's not an end-all, be-all situation. And I know there are plenty of other men out there who just like you for you. So if your whole thing is, I need to look this way to attract a man... You can look like yourself and still attract a man. Hell, I see skinny women all the time. And I think they're attractive. Skinny in the sense that they don't really have the butt that I usually like. Okay? They don't have the voluptuous body that I usually like. Okay. I still think they're attractive women. There's plenty of guys like that out there. There's been men that have been saying this stuff for years. 
y'all choosing not to listen to it and at the end of the day you're only hurting yourselves by getting this surgery that's really it and the sooner y'all realize that y'all mean to know those who make that argument and those who do this stuff not all women once again but the sooner y'all realize that the better situations will be this 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 epidemic whatever you want to call it is going to go down um especially amongst black women you know But that's all I got to say about that situation. I'm starving, so I'm going to get make something to eat. And that is what I have to say. This has been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest, and you love Ernest. Appreciate you for listening to the podcast. If you can, please, if you're not subscribed, please hit that subscribe. Please share this podcast and share this episode. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you can give it a rating, please give it a rating, preferably the highest rating possible. If that's five stars, give it five stars. If that's two thumbs up, give it two thumbs up. If it's one thumb up, because that's the highest rating you can give it, give it one thumb up. Whatever the highest rating is, I would really enjoy that rating. But rate it however you want to feel however you want to as well i just appreciate the listen right other ways you can support is by hitting the links in the description box below ways you can support monetarily help me do what i do over here and and sustain and just you know just support monetarily and all that good stuff boom right there if you want to do crypto donations um, I know I took my crypto links or my wallet links out of the description box, um, but I still obviously do take crypto donations. So if you want to do that, that is more so of a direct thing to where you can DM me and I will share with you whatever wallet, whatever crypto you want to donate to me. But you don't have to donate anything. A simple share, a simple subscribe a simple rate and of course to listen these things are greatly appreciative and i thank you until next time until next episode stay black if you are black stay beautiful black lives matter lgbtqia plus lives matter black trans women matter black trans men matter black women matter black men matter black children matter and i'm out peace